Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of the Dan and Joe Sports Show, previewing regionals. As always, I'm Dan. And I'm Joe. All right, Joe, we just got done having in front of the show Kerry on, on with us, and he was telling about his really cool experience at the Nashville Soccer Club at their new stadium, and also talking about uh, Southern Miss Baseball and them hosting a regional. Well, now, because we're the most biased sports show on all of the internet, we're going to talk Auburn and Ole Miss baseball. Auburn's actually hosting a regional for the first time since 2010, and Ole Miss barely snuck in but got to the tournament again, and I believe was the, their 20th year in a row they've gotten 30 wins. That sounds right, yep. Yeah. Well, Joe, they both have really fascinating regionals because they both are just very star power heavy with all the teams. And if you look at Ole Miss's regional, you have Miami, of course, the host. Uh, you also have Arizona, who has been to many, many College World Series, and then Ole Miss. And then in Auburn's, uh, if it's even possible to have more star power than what you had with Ole Miss and Miami and Arizona, Auburn has Florida State and UCLA in theirs. I mean, I can't believe that you're hearing all those teams were mentioning not hosting themselves. I mean, it's crazy. So to think that uh, Auburn's got UCLA as a three seed in its regional, excuse me, Florida State is a three seed, and, and UCLA is a two. And then in the Miami regional, you got Ole Miss as the three, and then Arizona as a two seed. So just a lot of, these are going to be really fascinating regionals, which I got to say that they're probably some of the ones that are most up in the air out of any of the ones we have. Yeah, you feel like in both of those regionals, three different teams could win the regional. Like, it wouldn't surprise you if Arizona, Ole Miss, or Miami won. wouldn't surprise you if UCLA, Auburn, or uh, Florida State won. Yeah, Joe, and, and I've come to accept that it's an Auburn fan in baseball that we're always going to be stuck in Florida State's regional. Either we're in Florida State's regional or at Tallahassee or they come and play in Auburn. I feel like it's always that way. I mean, I think we always have to go through Florida State to make it. And, I mean, I remember when Butch, uh, uh, Butch uh, Harmon, Auburn's uh, baseball coach, has really done a great job. He took them to the College World Series a couple of years ago, and they consistently made the postseason. The first year he was there, they had, a, they had to go to Tallahassee and play Florida State. And I think it was the last season of their legendary coach, and now the son is the coach. And Auburn beat them one time, but then Florida State just gutted out two victories in a row – with that home crowd behind them, and what an amazing baseball program that is. And what's even more incredible is having going to like 30 College World Series, they've never won one. Mm -hmm. No, that really is surprising when you look at those numbers. And to me, Dan, you know, in addition to their history, just the numbers for this team this year in 2022 makes them a more viable threat and challenger than UCLA. Like you look at the pitching for Florida State specifically, They've got two strikeout-oriented pitchers. Like, they got one pitcher, I think, that's like 130 strikeouts on the season. And that's what I look for. Like, I want to see, you know, does the team have a good one-two punch? And I really see that with Florida State. With UCLA, I don't see as much pitching, and I kind of see a pedestrian offense. Yeah, you know, I mean, UCLA, usually when they've got great teams, it's been the pitching in the past. You think about the one that beat Mississippi State for the national championship about five years ago. That was an amazing pitching and small ball team. And that's, you know, the way they're built, but they just haven't really been able to have that velocity work out for them this year as they had in the past. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
And so even though they're the two seed, I feel like Florida State's the biggest challenge for Auburn. But Auburn, you know, has had a great season. They've got a great offensive team as well. Well, and, and Joe, they're, they're all led by Sonny D, Sonny DeShera, who is the SEC Player of the Year. And, I mean, he's something. I mean, he's like six foot six. He weighs like over 300 pounds. He looks like a throwback to like a Babe Ruth player from like the 1920s. He doesn't look like he's in particularly good shape. But, man, can he nail the wall. I mean, they, you know, the, the first time that I got to watch, really like get good watching when I was watching them in Hoover this weekend in a really tight game with Kentucky, Sonny D busted out the home run when Auburn needed it desperately to get him back in the lead. Now, they ultimately lost. But, I mean, the guy is hitting like over 400. He's hitting home runs at an unprecedented rate. And, I mean, he's, you know, kind of becoming the new big hurt for Auburn right now. Isn't he a transfer as well? I believe he is, yeah. So, you know, we think about the impact of the transfer portal in other sports, you know, showing definitely the impact it can have in baseball too. Absolutely. And so that's going to be a really tight regional. Um, you know, I'd like to say that Auburn's going to win it, but I've been a little concerned about the way they played down the stretch. They lost three out of four games to, to Kentucky. And you know what? Even though I'm wearing my Auburn Iron Bowl short, short Four, four in a row for Auburn, of course, hosting a regional and Alabama not even making a regional. I'm going to go and pick against Auburn in this one, and I think Florida State is going to be the one that comes out of this regional. Yeah, I like them on the strength of their pitching staff. Yeah, and, and, and the problem I have with Auburn is I think outside of Sunny D, the hitting's not good enough to really get them through in what's going to be a very tight regional. Right, I would agree. All right, Joe, let's switch over to Coral Gables and look at the Miami regional that's got Ole Miss, and why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, so I found it very fascinating, and Kerry was talking about this earlier, how they have this regional conveniently matched up with the Hattiesburg regional. Because it's not just USM Ole Miss, which would be fascinating. You've also got Arizona LSU, because Jay Johnson used to be the coach at Arizona last year, and so that would be a rematch of his former team. And then you've got the possibility for Ole Miss LSU, or for good measure, Miami LSU. And so, like, this is the most fixed matchup I've ever seen as far as, like, cross ties between super regionals just so many scenarios it's fascinating regardless though going back to the Miami regional I feel like it's hard to predict it Dan because Arizona and Ole Miss that's going to be basically the equivalent of two teams that can't pitch very well but have really good offenses and so you kind of throw everything out the window and they're gonna the winner's probably going to out hit the other one you know, you've got Tim Elko, you've got um, Justin Bench and a slew of offensive players for Ole Miss. And then Arizona, you know, they lost some players, I think, who either graduated or uh, one of their best players from last year, Jacob Berry, uh, transferred to uh, LSU with uh, Jay Johnson. But outside of that, they returned several key offensive players from last year's team. So I think it's going to be just kind of an offensive fireworks for Ole Miss and Arizona. And then the survivor presumably gets Miami on Saturday – and I kind of feel like Miami's going to have a big advantage there because they'll probably be a lot more rested. Well, Joe, another thing that, that really helps Miami when they get to host a regional is the weather. I mean, when you get to, to May and early June in Miami, it is unseasonably hot. I mean, it's bad where you and I live, but it's a whole middle level down there. And so when they get to host – it's hard for anybody to really compete with that level of heat. I mean, Ole Miss, it doesn't get near that hot in Oxford. Arizona, you don't have the humidity. 
And so you're looking at that, I mean, they're going to have a huge advantage, especially in what I expect to be a very spirited matchup between Ole Miss and Arizona, because, you know, Ole Miss is still thinking about last year when they traveled out to that super regional in Arizona and they didn't get it done and they lost. Yes. And I think that's a very key component, Dan. Great point there. And then also going back to the weather factor, there are reports that Friday there may be a rain out. And so if that happens, you've got to kind of backload the rest of the regional where you don't have off days. Like you might have to, if you're Ole Miss, try to play two games in one day. And Ole Miss does not have the pitching staff to be able to survive that kind of scenario. Like if you're Ole Miss or Arizona, you're key to winning this regional. Like the only chance is to basically go 3-0 and and have everything just work out perfectly. If it goes to like four games, if you're either one of those teams, if you get in the loser's bracket, I just don't see much of a chance. So I think – Miami has that that pitching advantage, too. Definitely. Well, Joe, do you look for the Hurricanes to be the one that comes out of this regional? Yes. I, it'll probably be either Miami against LSU or Miami against Southern Miss. Okay. Well, Joe, let's, uh, let's move on and look at other places in the SEC. You know, Tennessee right now is just a juggernaut, and I think that there's, you know, there's no way they're not at least going to make it to Omaha. Uh, I've been on record saying I think that their style of baseball and their kind of brashness is going to come up and catch them in Omaha, but they're at least going to get there. Outside of Tennessee, which SEC team do you think has the best chance to make Omaha? You know, I wanted to go Texas A&M, and I think that's kind of a safe bet. But I think Florida is a team that can really get hot. Um, You look at, you know, Fabian, you look at some of the other players they have on that offense. I mean, they have two 20-plus home run hitters. Like, that's as good as it gets in the country to have two guys like that on one team and underrated pitching staff and a coaching staff that's been there and won national championships. And so, yeah, I think Florida could definitely get high. Well, and, and Joe, something else I think that really is going to motivate Florida is they have one of the best coaches there is in Coach O'Sullivan. And last year, Florida is a team that was – a top eight overall seed hosting a regional looked to be one of the favorites to win it all lost to South Alabama and they lost to, I think it was central Florida or no South Florida. And they got booted out of their own regional in straight games. And that was a team that had a lot more expectations than this one. And a coach like O'Sullivan that's seen so much, I think is going to really be able to motivate his guys to play well after what was an extremely disappointing end of last season. Yes, yes, and they're getting hot at the right time, you know, with the run they made at Hoover as well. Yeah, so I, I, Florida was the exact one that I was thinking too. I think that Florida and Tennessee are going to be your SEC teams that make it to Omaha. Yeah, I think most likely. All right, Joe, um, you know, something else that I know you wanted to mention too, we talked about, you know, some of these seedings that you had. Uh, you know, Auburn was a team that really kind of struggled at the end of the season, and a lot of people were questioning why they even got – uh, hosting seed. And I think that the committee, while they gave it to Auburn based on the strength of the schedule, beating LSU in a series, beating Texas A&M in the series, they punished them a little bit by putting Florida State and UCLA in that regional. I know that we have East Carolina sitting there as the last national seed at number eight. You kind of feel like the committee did a one over on them too, right? Well, here's my thoughts about East Carolina. They're a team that I follow pretty closely for two reasons. Number one, Cliff Godwin, their head coach, is a former Ole Miss assistant. He was the key assistant the year that Ole Miss made it to the World Series in 2014. And then second, their pitching coach is from right outside of Hattiesburg, Mississippi, Austin Knight. And I've met him before and followed his career, and he also played at Ole Miss. And so I I keep up with this team a lot. 
And they've had a lot of close calls over the last few years where they've been really close to making it to the College World Series, but they just can't get over the hump. And they've lost in the Super Regional, I feel like, three or four years in a row. They lost to Vanderbilt last year in the Super Regional at Nashville. But when I saw, Dan, the seeding come out this year, and I'm like, okay, they got a national seed, I was like, maybe there's some hope for them. But you look at the draw that they got, and, like, it's just ridiculous. Like, yeah, you're a top eight seed, but it's like the committee is just telling them, you know, kind of like they've done to Wichita State before, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to let you be a national seed, but here's what you're going to get. You're going to be a national seed and have to host the likes of Virginia and Coastal Carolina in your regional. So that, that is, in the last 10 years. Yes. So that, that, that is a tough, uh, tough sledding if you're East Carolina. I kind of felt sorry for them because I kind of thought when the, the national seeds came out that this would be their year. Well, Joe, who they paired up at, they're number eight. Who's the number nine overall seed that they would have to host should they win this? Yeah, that's tough, too. That would be Texas going to East Carolina. And uh, I'm sure for those of you that live in Mississippi last year, that Texas-Mississippi State Super Regional was epic. That was some of the best college baseball. And that was what I really think propelled Mississippi State to that national championship was the confidence they got from beating what was a stellar Texas club. Yes, yes, that, that would be a tough opponent. I mean, Texas is a team, you know, could definitely make a run. We know about their story tradition. But I just found it interesting, you know, that you look at Texas potentially having to go on the road to East Carolina, and then you already have LSU playing at Hattiesburg. It's kind of cool how the committee has, you know, these non-traditional teams hosting these powerhouses. Absolutely. I love them having LSU in the USM regional. I'm sure a lot of people in Hattiesburg are upset about LSU being there because obviously there's a lot of LSU fans who live in Hattiesburg. There's a lot of them that live in coastal Mississippi. And that's why I was saying that with Kerry earlier when we were talking about the fact that a lot of times when you get LSU in these kind of games, they might have more fans than you do because of the way they travel. And that's why I think it's going to be great television to see how much all the local fans of Southern Miss are going to want to come out when they play LSU to avoid something like that. Because this is going to be, you know, it's not a home regional for LSU, but it's something that could become that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as soon as we saw that Hattiesburg had a regional, I thought for sure they were going to send uh, LSU there a good chance. And, and I think it has a, a chance, Dan, to be electrifying to your point. I know that USM hosted a regional five years ago with Mississippi State. But I think this is going to be even a wilder atmosphere. I think that's a better atmosphere because I think that there's more LSU fans in Hattiesburg and it's more of kind of like they identify more with coastal Mississippi than anything else. And I think that's I think that's a better rivalry for this one. Mm-hmm. And you also have some people that kind of casually root for both state and USM. I think there's going to be more vitriol here. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that, that's something that LSU causes. You know, speaking of, of robberies, I talked about how they're always putting Florida State and Auburn's regional. I thought that Alabama, even though I was making a joke about them not making the tournament, I thought they deserved to this year. They played really good in Hoover. They had a good close to the year. I mean, they swept Ole Miss earlier in the year. And I thought that would have been great for them to put Alabama and Auburn's regional as like a three seed instead of keeping them out of the tournament. <laughs> well, that was actually one of the teams before I saw that LSU was not hosting. I kind of thought if USM got a bid that Alabama could be a candidate to go to Hattiesburg as well. But obviously, you know, when I saw that LSU wasn't hosting, I, I saw that, that was out the window. But yeah, I thought that Alabama probably did more than enough winning some games in Hoover, especially with them having that series sweep in Oxford against Ole Miss. I thought that was going to be enough to get in. 
Well, Joe, there was actually some weird, interesting, like, uncharacteristic leave-outs. I thought Kentucky probably deserved to be a team that snuck in. They played excellent at the end of the year. They got three out of four out of Auburn, and then they came out and they just obliterated LSU and Hoover, too. Yeah, you kind of – I kind of thought Kentucky was a team that deserved – I thought they should have chosen either Alabama or Kentucky, but I thought leaving them both out was kind of wrong. Yeah, I, I definitely cannot believe that they put – left both of them out and put, like, Grand Canyon in. Like, that was one that kind of uh, threw me off considerably. And it's almost like the committee just wasn't closely following uh, the developments in Hoover with the exception of Florida. Absolutely. All right, Joe, so we've, we've mentioned that, you know, we both like uh, Tennessee and Florida to get in. Before we end this segment, Arkansas. Arkansas was – they were the Tennessee last year. They were the best baseball team to ever set foot on, you know, on the earth. They, they, they were the ones that just owned everything. No one had any chance to beat them going into last season. You and I both had them winning it all. This year hadn't been quite the same year. They didn't even host a regional. We thought maybe they deserved to, but they definitely were very human this year. Do you see the Razorbacks maybe making a surprise run to Omaha to kind of do a little bit like what we talked about with Florida, making up for what was a, a very disappointing end to last season in a year they had a lot of expectations? Yeah, I never discount it because I always feel like in a lot of these matchups, SEC teams are usually going to have more pitching depth than some of these other conference foes. And that can kind of help some of these SEC teams if it gets stretched out to like a seven-game regional and it goes to Monday night. So I'll never say never with Arkansas, but the biggest issue I have with them um, having a staying power in the tournament this year, Dan, is they don't have their ace pitcher. They lost their Friday night starter, I think, before the season began. And so I don't think they have the depth that they've had as a pitching staff in years past. And it wouldn't surprise me if they won a regional against Oklahoma State, but I don't really see them getting much further than that. You know, Joe, that's an interesting pairing in and of itself. We were talking about putting uh, LSU and Southern Misses Regional. Putting Arkansas and Oklahoma State's Regional is kind of like the same thing. Arkansas is the king of that area when it comes to baseball, and that is very, very close to Stillwater. That's about an hour and a half drive from Fayetteville to Stillwater. And that's one. Oklahoma State fans are, are serious, don't get me wrong, but when it comes to baseball, that could be one where Arkansas fans could very easily populate that area and become almost like the home team. Yeah, and I think a lot of Arkansas fans, you know, were upset they weren't hosting, but it's my understanding that the committee gave the bid to Oklahoma State because they had a better season, and also they had a new stadium, I think, built in recent years, and they kind of wanted them to host. And since the two schools are so close to each other, they thought it made sense for only one of the two to host. Yeah. Well, that's definitely what happened. We'll see if the Hogs can exercise some of the demons they had last year and make up for a really ignominious end to what was a fantastic uh, regular season. And when we come yes. back, we're going to talk about what was just some fantastic tennis at the French Open, and specifically in just another epic part 59 of the Nadal-Djokovic rivalry. And as always, I'm Dan. And I'm Joe.